0: Welcome back to Chinese Chippy Girl. You might be wondering, hmm, Georgie, why does your voice sound a bit different today? And what happened to your accent? Well, today's a very <laughs> special episode because we're here to celebrate Jima and she's going to be the one being interviewed today. And actually, <laughs> I just spoiled it for myself. I'm not Jima, as you can tell. I'm Shu, a friend of hers that so she has invited today and had the honour of being able to interview. So to celebrate... One year anniversary of Chinese Chippy Girl. We've got Jima being on the hot seat today. Let's to introduce her. Wow, the wonderful Jima! Yay! <laughs> did you
1: write that down? No, I just said you it. I just said did it. it that's why I was a bit like oh, oh my god you were so you know what whenever I do my intro sometimes when I record with someone and then I do my intros once I finish recording with them I have to write it down and then I have to read it out but you've just done it just on the whim oh. that's incredible that you've just you've just winged it did you did you practice it no the, did I'm, you not I guess it's, it's like the gift of the gab isn't it as a to
0: do for work so I just have to keep chatting away well you never even stuttered or anything you just <laughs> said it. but anyway this is not about me this is about you
1: one year anniversary this is so exciting thank you so much I have no idea how much this means to me because oh. I know you because I know you're really busy as well I see you're always like doing all your or your video vlogs and stuff and all your social media so <laughs> oh right shall I kick start the first
0: question Yes. Of the Chinese Chippy Girl one year anniversary.
1: Yeah. Woo-hoo. <laughs> so exciting. Oh my God. Um,
0: I'm so happy to be a part of this. Like,
1: oh, so so is it, how are we starting off this? Are you going to ask the questions? Sorry, I know that I'm not like, supposed to be asking questions. I know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to ask you some questions and then we'll go okay. with it. And then I can always answer more. Okay. And then we okay. could just see what other ones come with it. Okay. But. Do you want me to say the usernames as well, or do you want me to just uh, say the questions?
1: No, you can say the username because I I said to them, if you don't want your name to be called out, then just let me know. And no one said no. Don't say my name. Okay. Well, first of all, we don't have a question. First, it's from Cassie
0: DMNC. Just put no questions. Just that you're amazing. Which for that, I agree. Thanks, Cassie. Thank you. And then 8 Kitchen, AIT Kitchen says, what's been your favourite moments slash highlights from the podcast so far?
1: Oh, Andrew in the Kitchen. Hello. There has been. There's been so many highlights. I think just launching my first show was just a big highlight. Yes. And I think the biggest highlight, I think it's when I managed to get Katie to learn on the show. Like, I don't know how it happened, but she said Yes. And uh, that was incredible. That was amazing. And it was a really thought-provoking conversation as well because... It's really, it's really weird. I basically fan guild messaged her on Instagram. I direct messaged her like in September last year in 2020. It's just like, Hi, I've got a podcast. I really want you to be in my show, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of you, blah, blah. She didn't answer. I messaged her back and said, Hi, Kate, I just wanted to check direct- if <laughs> you received this message. She didn't answer. And I think, so these were all in her DMs. And then I think I actually contacted her through uh, replying back to you know one of her posts on her grid I was like hi just checking you got my dms <laughs> we love a consistent queen <laughs> and then this is like back in September and you know what she didn't actually read the message until February and she was like Georgie I'm so sorry I've really just seen your messages yes I'd love to be on your show And I went, oh, my my God. And actually messaged her and said, hi, Katie. I'm actually really starstruck at the moment. I'm just (laughs) going to let this sink in and I'm going to message you back tomorrow with some dates and times and logistics. It it was such a highlight because... you know when people say you should never meet your heroes and she's like literally one of my heroes and I'm so glad that I got to speak to her that she did not disappoint me whatsoever she, she was so so friendly yeah. it just reminded me like not only is she just a not not just but not only is she a celebrity she's actually like you and I shoe you, you yeah. know she's a British-born Chinese, she's a BCR, she's she's had the struggles, you yeah. know, with her ethnicity, she's had cultural um identity, identity crisis, that's what I'm looking for, identity crisis. So it's just so relatable. And when she spoke about when she got her role as Cho Chang, and I remember reading the newspaper, I was in Edinburgh, I read the newspaper, and there was people saying, um, oh, hiya, do you want to meet her? She she's Hello. Hello! 比辣, 舒淺姐姐, oh you're so heavy. Okay, to you, Nanai. Nanai, nanai. I was going to say she ye, ye, but then I remember you said no, no. no. She's, she a zia so zia well. zia. She's still a I She's not mean I'm still a zia zia. <laughs> Okay, nanai. the <laughs> mama, see the mama. oh. Oh my god, See tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Oh, 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 she did <laughs> a little <teeny laughs> one and <a> <laughs> then she said, oh, She said, I was gonna say. So, basically, I just remember um, reading an article that there's going to be a, a Chinese uh, actress, a Chinese girl that's going to play Harry Potter's first girlfriend, yeah. and there's pictures of her. In, in this in this newspaper that i was reading and and then there was just loads of hateful comments about her i think there would have been a lot of hateful comments anyway just with harry potter fans and you know, harry potter's first girlfriend of first kiss but mm-hmm. just the added element that she's chinese of obviously there's a lot of racism but because we spoke about that and because she was in the public eye that story just just exploded a little bit and for me it was as a small time podcaster it was it was huge it's a huge deal I felt very proud I, I felt very humbled that Katie came on the show she gave me that little bit of limelight you know mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not gonna lie as a, an independent podcaster it's nice to get your listeners up and she got my listeners up Yay. I got lots of follows but it was just Yeah, so she was definitely, definitely my highlight, definitely. So, yeah, another highlight was doing a show with Yao because she is just a queen. She is. queen of ec or easier yeah, east and southeast asian i really enjoyed having her on the show because she's the one that kind of inspired me to to start my podcast so that was a lot of fun oh there's just so many highlights so, so many people so, so circle highlights. hasn't it as well oh, like what special
0: moments that's been like immortalized that you can now yeah. look back on and just have these special connections yeah so oh so many uh, but
1: thanks for the um, question andrew <laughs>
0: Yeah. oh, I want to do like a, a cute little montage of these like highlights, you know I'm like yeah. so motion
1: so like, oh, oh yeah
0: <laughs> okay, next question by Valentine Gabriel Gabrielle, do you have plans to take Sadie to China or Hong Kong, and what would be
1: top of the list when you go <sighs> Ooh, good question. That's for my friend Cecilia. Hello, Cecilia. That's such a good question. Absolutely, yes. I would love to take Moi Moi or Sadie to Hong Kong or China. Definitely. I've been bursting to go back to, to Hong Kong and I really, really desperately want to go back there to see family, to eat food, to just be in Hong Kong, to hear all the Cantonese speakers, to Oh. Eat Dan tak and oh. have her and how go Lighter, you know, Hong Kong tea. And also, just like oh, all the the food stores, and everything. Oh, just, and I think it oh. Yeah, yeah, time Mean for like, good, you know, just, oh, so much. <laughs> just for like a quid or something like that. And even just like shopping in Loyang guy I love Loyang guy <laughs> I love it. Love it. Love it. Love <laughs> it. I bet you'll be and such a good at bargaining as well. Oh, you be know be what? Like, I'm going to walk away. <laughs> You are looking at Queen of Hagla that is me <laughs> that is me that He's is me like no deal and they're like why yeah. hey shuna shuna here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me. Like, you know, I'm queen of haggling, queen of negotiating my skill set <laughs> right there. But I think if I was to take Sadie back to Hong Kong, well, take it to Hong Kong for the first time, I'd take it to like all the places that my mum and dad used to take me. Cause when my dad lived in Hong Kong, he was brought up in uh, Yamade near the Jade Market. And so I would just, I would like take her there and, oh, just. Take it to see the sunrise as well. I've I've seen the sunrise a few times. You have to go right to the peak. There's like a little walk, a little pathway you can go see the sunrise. Oh, honestly, the sunrise is so beautiful. It's just whole and it's so beautiful, so reflective, and it just sets you up for the day. Because I think on the second day when I got to Hong Kong, when I last went, I think in two thousand and. 16 or 2017 I had like you know really bad jet lag and I woke up really early and I was so wide awake and I couldn't get back to bed so me and you and we were like let's go and watch the sunrise so went to google, googled where to go for sunrise and yeah just a good old peek so go there and where else would we go? I have an uncle who lives in Kowloon in a Hormantine so I would Love to introduce Sadie to my uncle, that'd be really good. He's got Hong Chen Cowful. And what else is there? Oh, there's just so many things. Such a good question. Oh, it would be so question. special as
0: well going back to Hong Kong again, but now with little Sadie and like to visit all yeah. your
1: time. But yeah, and I think yeah. if I think if I took Sadie, I think it'd be Quite emotional because yeah. I think I'd want to. I want to go back to Hong Kong anyway for a little visit for a little holiday. But just being able to take Sadie there, it's just don't know. I think it would just give me all the feels. And yeah. she loves eating any form of dim sum. She loves eating rice. She loves eating noodles. She loves <gasps> eating dan tak. She loves like ball or bow. She just loves everything. Girl after my own Alas, <laughs> alas.
0: Okay, so speaking of food, Charlie from b c asks, "What is your favorite easy snack? I like the shrimp crisps.
1: Ooh, mm. such a good question because there's so many um, yeah. hi, Charlie. I also like the shrimp uh, snacks as well, and uh, the shrimp crisps i've you know I've not had this in ages, but do you know do you know what saucytarn is? yeah, yes. <laughs> they're called sugar lacy tang. yeah is it like small round disc no lacy no tang. it's a um, saucy so it's like it, it's like opal fruit but when you buy the packet on the front in english it says sugars s-u-g-u-s and but it's called saucy tarn but i always thought it was swiss yes yes, like I swiss. Remember them. yeah yeah have you got it saucy so there so like they are one of my goods but i've not had them in ages the other things that are whilst were like oh i like you know the the, the pocky sticks they're really good you know the chocolate favorite pocky sticks i think they're they're really cool and the other thing that i like again i've not had them in ages but when i have them i'm always like why have i not had these in ages is wamoy wow, <gasps> i've got some in my cupboard already have you you know what, then? it's not everyone's cup of tea. It's quite, it's a very acquired taste. And yeah. I remember I went to I went to Hong Kong and then I bought some back for my work colleagues. And then, and obviously like, you know, all my colleagues, they're white and they've never seen this kind of food before. And I was just like chomping them at my desk and stuff. And they're like, what'd you do? So I just put them in my mouth and then just like spit the, uh, the, the seed on that. Like, yeah. And then they all said, if they... If if they if they'd ever like ate a dishwasher tablet, it would taste like Wamui. Wow, <laughs> oh my god! I bet they're the same people that wouldn't like coriander. Probably,
0: probably. No, I like Wamui. Wow, it's fantastic. They like, can wow, have it so good. Snack, you can have yeah. it when you're getting a bit travel sick. Yes. Yeah. I keep thinking like it's healthy so I go through literally like 20 at a go and then I'm like yeah. the, the amount of sugar I've just consumed <laughs> but um yeah yes. well, that's a good question thanks Charlie okay we've got another one from Fonster Hagal
1: or Silmai? I saw this question and <laughs> I think this question is harder than rice or noodles hi Fonster thanks for the question um oh oh I don't know if you had to pick like oh, right now right oh, now like, high yeah, I think high yeah Whoa. just because of just because I love prawns oh is it yeah. see semi? my oh, more, oh <laughs> it's more flavor and I don't know high oh no, no, no it's got to be high gal definitely final final answer yeah and we
0: anyway, going to go okay there's a lot of um foodie questions Fivial. auntie what's your favorite food <laughs>
1: I saw this Vivian. yeah. I don't know if really, really she was calling me Auntie or she. When did you upgrade I to I Auntie? I know. I'm like, I'm only 10 years old. Oh GMAD. GMOD. What so what's the question? What's my favourite food? Auntie, what's your favourite food? So I what's guess favorite? If that's a favorite food would be E C. Well, rice, obviously. Uh favourite food. Um Oh god, there's so many. I really love all the Cantonese roast meats, especially Suyuk's my f- Favourite cereal. I also like anything that's um, fried and crispy. Uh, you know, when you bite into like like a deep fried chicken wing or something like that, or a chicken drumstick and you have that crunch. I also have a massive um, sweet tooth. I love eating anything. Oh, huge, huge. <laughs> if it's like between sweet and savoury, I'll go for sweets, like hands down. I love, yeah, yeah. I love almond croissants. I love uh, chocolate. I chocolate. I love uh, chocolate biscuits, I love eating cake, I love drinking hot chocolate, I love milkshakes, I, I, I like <laughs> all of it, all of it. Where is your favourite almond croissant in London? So, there's a place in uh, Stepney Green called Rinkoff, Rinkoff oh, I think. Rinkoff Bakery. Rinkoff yes. Bakery is so good. so good. They've got like a marble cake and they're like Kronos yes. are- amazing yeah I think the cronuts are a little bit too uh sweet for me but it's but their almond croissants are so good and also when you go to Rink Off at a certain time like just before they close they have like a little basket and everything in this basket is 50p so they've got they've got like a 50p basket so all their all the cakes that they're about to chuck away of goes out that day even though it's still so fresh it's a 50p yeah. So sometimes I go like three o'clock and raid the 50p basket.
0: <laughs> that's a good little London tip. Okay, next question. Jenny Wong asks, who is your man crush Monday and woman crush Wednesday? And a shout out, please. Oh,
1: hello. Jenny M um, Wong. Hello, Jenny. I think I saw her message, but I didn't. I, I was going to Google. What does WCW <laughs> mean? I think that's what it means what is it MC what is it Mine crush Monday and Woman crush, crush Monday, Monday. So I hope that's what it means unless I'm not called so woman crush um Wednesday you know because I've been watching the Olympics recently because the Olympics is on now I've got such a huge huge crush on Sunny Lee Sunny Lee is that her name yeah you know yeah. the gymnast, the American Asian American gymnast. Oh, she's amazing. She's so good. Obviously, Katie Leung as well. My, my woman crush right there. And man crush. Oh gosh. You know what? I don't. I don't really have a big man crush. I have lots of like girl crushes, women crushes. Loads of women really inspire me. Like like Yuju, and Poke, uh, Georgia Lee, uh, Anna Chan. I have like. All these like, like, you know, women crushes. But yeah, men crush, like, sorry, boys. I don't, I don't really have one. You know, you love, um, is it Roger Federer? Oh my God, how did I forget about him? <laughs> I was just, when I saw this, I was like, I swear I always see your story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, amazing. I am proper, like, big fan, big, big, big fan of him. But yeah, I can't believe I forgot about him. Yeah, I can't be that much of a big fan. <laughs>
0: Okay, (laughs) Anna Chan asks, "Who is your? Oh, this is controversial. Who is your favorite takeaway sister and favorite takeaway brother?" oh watch what you say, Georgie. You know
1: what? I have a very safe answer because I actually have a takeaway sister, which is my sister, and I have a takeaway brother, which is my actual brother. So that is that's my safe, safe answer. My safe answer. Yeah, my safe answer. But recently I've seen pictures of um Anna Chan and her brothers and sisters. I think they've all had like a tiny bit of a reunion and they've been exploring London. And I see all the photos. I'm just like, oh, I really want them to adopt me so I can like join in on their photos. They're so cute. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you can just go along. They'd
0: love to have you. And I love them yeah. just like, assuming that they're like, yeah, just join them. <laughs> all righty okay we've got oh speaking of chopstick and poke she says ah oh, i can't believe it's always been a year and then party emoji party emoji party emoji
1: oh hi georgie she's my name twin um so i don't know if everyone knows but um instagram profile and also on my podcast profile as well it was actually g-learn chopstick and pro she illustrated it for me because i messaged her over a year ago we've been messing with each other anyway just for some you know some solidarity during um the pandemic and everything and i just said to her like Do think you could illustrate me something for my podcast she's like one of the first people who I had connected with from the yeah. um, EC community the EC quote quote unquote online community but yeah she's amazing she's so lovely she's so beautiful and she's so talented as well but yeah she's so talented uh, so talented yeah I she's amazing
0: behind me from her
1: yeah, I saw that.
0: Yeah, I've got that too. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to a Yeah. Okay, we've got Viviao again.
1: Auntie, why don't you say love you? <laughs> Viviao. Oh, no, I call her Lam Lam. Lam Lam. I love you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Linda Lee asks, who would be your dream guest on your podcast? That's a good one. <sighs>
1: oh um such a good one hi linda you know what i really want to get my mum on the show i, <gasps> I like it's not yeah. yeah i feel like i've had katie lung you know the celebrity but yeah I, I really want to get my mum on the show i've been asking her but she's asked me not to ask her again she doesn't want to come on the show i've stopped asking her now i mean she does have like little cameos and stuff every now and then on my instagram page but i don't know she's just she just doesn't really want to come on and but I, I listened to the show that Fiv did with her mum and I loved it I just think oh I really want my mum to come on as well I don't know if Benedict Wong has listened to this but Benny Wong if you're listening I really want you on my show <laughs> Imagine, I'm, I'm amazing <gasps> yeah I have what asked say in. never ne- I manifest slide <laughs> back in
0: those dms yeah slide slide back in there <laughs> Okay. Hannah Ray asks, Will you come and join us
1: talking about working a
0: motherhood on beams?
1: I spoke to her, I think it was early this year, and she's created this app called Beams. And it's kinda like how do I describe it? I'm not very good at explaining things, but it's kind of like a WhatsApp voice note, but it's like a WhatsApp voice note that meets meets podcast sort of thing and it's like a new, another new platform but yeah she's asked me to come on and create like a beam so it's basically like a voice note and you can oh, interact yeah. with other people as well yeah she's quite cool but I think when she asked me I think I said yes at the time but then I just couldn't really I just just yeah just like focus on different things so then I had a break from podcasting so just to focus on Sadie and stuff but yeah but yeah definitely I'd love to be part of it thank you Hannah and then we're going to into
0: a more serious topic. How did you make peace with the trauma part of the Chinese culture? I found the comparison, expectations and beating, brackets, discipline, so hard to come to terms with even as an adult. And this is from Joey Goes Outdoors.
1: Joey goes outdoors. It's such a tough one to answer because it's one it's one that I don't actually know the answer to. There is a lot of differences in culture. Well, yesterday I posted a story from Gold Thread, and they did an interview with a, a Chinese girl that is a plus size model. And she just speaks about her experience as being like a plus-size model, being bigger than the average Chinese person in, in Hong Kong or China. And then that kind of got me thinking about how much I was fat shamed, like growing up, and even now, you know, I get compared to all the all the Chinese girls who were much smaller than me in Hong Kong and uh, also in China as well. But it's, it's, it's a it's a good question, but it's a very difficult one to answer because because there is because there is a lot of trauma. I don't know about you, Xu, but there is a lot of trauma. There is a lot to kind of unfold and. I think with the Asian culture, well, I don't know about Asian, but because I don't really want to speak for the whole continent, but but I know that in Chinese culture, there's a lot of comparisons with how you would do well at school compared to all the other kids comparing between, you know, me and my brother or me and my sister. There's lots of comparisons there. And it's one of those where I've at the time it it did really affect me. And even now when I think about it, I, I feel like I do have this childhood trauma just thinking about, All these sorts of stuff. But I think it's just accepting that, not accepting, but it's just making sure that I don't pass those anxieties on to Sadie. Uh, And I think that's my main goal because I don't, like, I would love for someone to give me an answer with how to deal with that, all these kind of traumas because. I'm being honest here. I I actually don't know. I think talking about it really helps as well. And I think I think the one thing that I found so much joy is like the EC community that we found online. So like I met Yushu and I've met like you know the BC girls and and it's all the people online who have had similar uh, upbringing or background as us. And I find that very wholesome and I find that very supportive because. Grown up, I never had. I didn't really have any Asian friends, but now I've got like so many easy online friends, and hopefully, you know, we're all starting to like meet each other, you know, in real life as well. So I think that's been really good. I think that's felt really supportive. Yeah. Sorry, that was just such a long winded. No,
0: that's a great way. Do you find that because of the difference in upbringing that we've had going between a Chinese upbringing, but also with english culture and things as well british culture how has that changed your parenting style when it comes to mui mui so i information from aspects of the chinese culture or do you do things
1: like completely differently so i i still want to embed some chinese um culture or some heritage in in mui mui and sadie like i speak cantonese to her my cantonese is like so la la kaka but I feel like I just want to try my best so she will understand it I just want her to go, in, to, go to Hong Kong and just order a Dan Tak in Cantonese yeah. oh my god I <laughs> order so to do some Cantonese. Cried. do you know what I mean I'm like oh there you go in and we um, were chatting earlier when you were like, shoes shooter, be man, die, die, yeah." So yeah, she does understand, and I think it's just small things like we eat rice quite a lot as well, using chopsticks, they all these like, lot of things. And whenever we go, well, during the pandemic, we haven't been around to anyone's houses, but if we do, I make sure that she takes her shoes off, Perfect. and very important. And I think one of the reasons why I really want to take her to Hong Kong is so she can just see for herself with her own eyes and see what that what the culture is like I don't want thinking oh but uh, you know I'm not white enough for this or I'm not Chinese enough for this you know I I want her to I just want her to feel comfortable and that's what I really want to that's my role really yeah
0: and it must be such like a some way similar but also completely different experience that Sadie will have growing up
1: yeah yeah definitely
0: experience
1: yeah, and I think even just small things like living in London, but it's so multicultural and yeah. just just having that multiculturalism on our doorstep is really important because in Macclesfield where I grew up, we were like the only Chinese family and it was just I didn't really think at the time, but just in hindsight it was really uncomfortable and we were just really no. othered and I just felt like as a as a as a Chinese person I wasn't taken seriously. So I just don't really want to have that on her and and it's really really, I can't remember who I was speaking to about this but but so a lot of my friends we're all around the same age we all live in London well most of us live in London and some of the of us are talking about moving outside of London to like the countryside Mm. uh, or to a beach or somewhere and you know what shoot it sounds really lovely but the one thing I think about is okay how many Asians are there because I don't want to I don't really want to move there and then take Sadie to a school there, and she's going to be like the only minority there or one of the very few minority there. Whereas I feel in a city in London, I feel it's a lot more cultural. She's not going to be the only mixed race kid. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's
0: so important.
1: Okay, what would you
0: say, what would you say to your younger self, if you could speak to her now? So like Gmar from 15 years ago? Oh,
1: such a tough question um straight in the deep end there (laughs) that is such a deep end I would say I would say to myself don't hold it in don't bottle it up just you just process it process your feelings and then you can speak to someone about it because I felt like for so many so many years I felt Whenever I felt triggered, I just felt like I just had to deal with it and I just had to just absorb it and not say anything. I felt like I didn't have a voice to speak up, either at work, with friends, with my family. You know that I say, se, like, don't say anything, mm-hmm. don't say anything. That was me. So I just feel like if I could go back in time or if I met my younger self, I would say just... You know, just speak up about it. Just, just tell someone. And I think I'm one of those people where sometimes it takes me quite a while to process things. Like you know, when people give me instructions, or if someone says something to me that's quite triggering, and then it's like I I know it doesn't I know it doesn't sound right, but I don't know how to articulate it. And I think it's fine to to spend a bit of time just to process that information and then afterwards whether it's like the next 10 minutes or next hour or the following day then you can just um, articulate those feelings yeah so I think I love that you've come full circle now and then you have a
0: podcast you have such a powerful voice and you're driving these conversations Easy eats as well yeah. and you know the movement you started with that so I feel like your younger self would be so proud
1: oh I know thank we'll you like looking up to you it's you been know? it's been such like a joyous moment and I felt really proud of of some of the work that I've done because the the one of the main reasons for me starting up Chinese Chippy Girl is because I was feeling very triggered about lots of Asian hate that's been happening I felt like there was a small community of, of BBC's and then to be honest with you, when I started off my podcast, it's more kind of talking about my BBC heritage, but then when I started doing more and more, started, you know, networking with other people, I found that it's not just BBCs, it's the whole East and Southeast Asian community in the mm-hmm. UK or in America or in in wherever really. And I've had other guests on the show. I've had Isabel, who is a Filipino. So she came on the show and she spoke about her life growing up as a Filipino. Like she was born in the Philippines, but she was raised in uh, in America and she now lives in London. And even just small things when I was speaking to Isabel, just people just assume that she's Chinese. So people would just say to her, whereabouts in China are you from? She's like, Oh, uh, I'm not from China, I'm from the Philippines. It's just that perception that every East and Southeast Asian is, is is Chinese. It's things that I've never really thought about, and it's things that like I'm constantly learning myself. And the whole Easty Eat thing as well. That's just that just came out from a, a really small idea. I remember I was lying on my sofa and I was scrolling on Instagram, and and for a week I've been following the news on 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 the certain chef talking about m- making Asian food pretty, and it was so triggering, and there was. It wasn't even just tricking just hearing our news, but just reading yeah. some of the comments from people that were supporting the chef and they just weren't listening to our voices. And and then I think eventually, like I said, I was saying, like, it takes a while for me to process these things. And I think a week later, I then wrote something on my, I think I wrote something on my stories or I wrote something or commented on, on, on a post. And then Anna Chan, she messaged me. She's like, oh, I've just seen the post. I, I really yeah I mean I in. I'm in a, I feel the same as well I'm feeling really triggered feeling really upset and then she says oh I think we should start a rally and I was just like but when she says start a rally I thought she meant like a protest yeah you know like you like you know I'll meet you when, I'll meet you in Square and I was like oh I don't really want to do that and she was like no 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 I mean like an online rally I'm like oh if it's an online rally I'll, I'll do that <laughs> and then we were just chatting for about maybe about half an hour an hour she says oh we should just maybe create like a hashtag or something just so like we're, just so we can bring more joy to the community i feel like the community are, are feeling quite um heartbreaking quite hurt quite upset about what the chef has said and uh, we should bring some joy back we should celebrate our foods instead we should celebrate our takeaway culture we should celebrate the food that we ate so you know at home we should celebrate east and southeast asian foods and that's basically what we did and it's, and like so many people, jumped up and you did that really good video as well. <laughs> yeah, I remember filming
0: that, and yeah. I was just seeing everything that you were doing, and I just felt so inspired to kind of do oh. awesome that one. So yeah, remember that my
1: little skit from home skits. That's it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah oh. and Angela Hoy as well. She wrote an article about it in the Huffington yeah. Post. And so then that went large. And I was just like, oh, like it's just so good just to have that support from the community. And this is what I this is what I mean. that like one of the uh, objectives of me doing this podcast is just to speak about I'm gonna say mine, because initially it was all about my experience, speak about my experience because I know that. My, a lot of some people can relate to my experience and we've always had that same struggle and if we could just create this community make it more positive and because I think one thing when I've spoken to other EC people who were brought up in the UK the one thing that we all have in common is is racism and and it is it is really sad but then there's so many other cool positive things that we could all relate to so if we can just focus on those was not shy away from all the racism that obviously that needs dealing with but there is a lot of positive things there as well some of us are bilingual so that's amazing some of us have been brought up with like amazing food which is so beautiful That's why it was such an emotional moment when we all met up in chinatown
0: a few weeks ago i know we're just looking around the table and just being like oh my goodness like we're all online friends meeting in real life and we're all just enjoying dim sum we're able to have like throw jokes around and we all get it and don't have to explain like that and it was just such a like wonderful moment Mm. really emotional moment just looking around it was you fit in and for once that we're all just there having so many commonalities outside of the discrimination and the racism and things
1: yeah, I remember um, when we went for our uh, third, <laughs> for our third dessert or whatever it was, the five five friends dessert yeah. place. I think it's called. And I remember I turned around to Carly, so Carly, Carly, we from BC, and she had to come down to London from Glasgow, and I was like, "Oh, Carly, you having a good time?" She's so sweet. She was like, "Georgie." This has been so good. I've never been in a circle of the Chinese people before, and this has been so good. And she's just saying, like, now she, she would feel comfortable coming back to London again because yeah. she knows she's got her network, she's got yeah. us. And I just felt, oh. I really Carly want her to move way. to London if Carly listens to this. Move to London. Oh, Carly, move to London, definitely. <laughs> We've got yeah. We've got you. Yeah. <laughs> <We've got, yeah. laughs> so what is next for Chinese Chibi Girl so I've got a few guests lined up I think I'm just gonna just continue to enjoy it for for this series series two I don't even know what series two is but for this yeah. series I've decided I'm, I'm going to maybe do less shows just so I can find that balance between doing the shows and also spending time with Sadie but I'd love to speak to different guests from different backgrounds you know from the EC community as well to allow them to to share their story because I think we've all got a story like whenever you meet an immigrant we've got a story and that's that's my honest right like, feel that's my feel anyway so so I think just like bringing more joy to the community keep speaking uh, keep learning try and dismantle racism which is totally not my comfort zone it's a hard topic and, yeah. and I know I know that I do talk about it every now and then on my my shows but I'm not gonna lie I do find it a very difficult subject to to discuss there sometimes times when I see other people like articulating racism so well there's Amy from Stop Asian Hate UK then there's obviously all the girls at BC and you see them talking about how to dismantle racism I'm just and sometimes I just feel oh my god they do it so well like, how can I I can never be like them it's only sorry just had to burp there <laughs> <laughs> better up than in I put pressure on thinking, am I doing enough work? Am I am I speaking hard enough? Am I articulating things well? But then there's only so much I can do. And then there was one time, I think it was December, January time, I felt like I had to do everything I could to dismantle racism, to stop Asian hate. And I was commenting on so many um, posts, and then I was challenging people that were racist and stuff because I felt like I... D- for me, at the time, I felt like I just had to do all the work. Uh, not all the work, but I felt like I had to do more of the work. But honestly, shoot, it just really affected me mentally. And at that time, I did actually take a break off social media for a month. And again, that also made me realise that there's only so much I can do. Yeah. So, yeah. So, also, oh, so to answer your question with what's next to Chinese Chippy Girl, I think to still have those conversations, but equally to just also look after my own mental health as well and just acknowledging that I can't I'm not going to, to change the world overnight it's going to be a long process it takes a community to do it as well yeah. but but yeah and I think that's when it's been so you know amazing to see
0: like members of community all uplifting and supporting one another and like we're all mm. learning from each other and like you bring so much uniqueness to the community as well like how everyone brings different aspects of themselves and we're all there to
1: help oh thank you you know what it's so it's so strange because so I'm going to feel like I'm blowing my own trumpet here but this is just because we're kind of talking on this topic yeah I get people uh, messaging me say oh I listen to your podcast I just want to say I love I love what you do I totally resonate with you and they say to me that they were they're victims of racism or they worked for the chippy when they were 12 years old or um they had identity issues as well for me it's so overwhelming and it's so it's such a warm comfort because I don't realize that I'm doing it but and that's the thing it's just it's it's just me just having a conversation recording shows of my own or bringing guests and if I'm able just to build that support with people like me then that's just a win really it really that and that really motivates me to keep um doing more shows as well and just to give me a bit of a motivation to to keep going so yeah, yeah. and it's when like something resonates isn't it and then you feel less
0: alone because somebody has even had that experience yeah like, oh I love that like you just feel
1: closer yeah. to that person
0: as well and you totally. just feel more like understood
1: yeah absolutely yeah so oh is there anything you
0: would ever do differently now that you've had like one year one of the pod
1: I think one thing which I would do differently maybe not differently but one thing which I didn't actually think about is is that I'm gonna have to accept criticism either constructive criticism or just people that just think the shows are rubbish it's just learning how to deal with it I mean I have had quite a few people saying to me that that I've got maybe some of my facts wrong it's just all like a such a a learning curve I don't know whether you get the same show because you do quite a lot of um, um, shows and stuff like that and and because we because you and I we have um, like a public profile we're kind of out there not everything is going to be Oh, what's that word not everything's going to be perfect not, you're not going to get perfect feedback from every, everyone you're going to get yeah. someone that will be like actually I think I think you've made a bit of a mistake and it's like oh gosh it's a really important thing to
0: learn as well even with things like that if things don't go very well or something's failed or yeah. you receive different things it's more like coming in being open to understanding another perspective or also being like corrected and being like it's a learning opportunity and I guess like longer we do these things it's more like take keeping our egos in check and just removing ourselves from our egos from it
1: yeah I think that's one thing which I've learned as well It's just um put my ego to one side and if people do actually give me feedback because I do ask for feedback but if people give me feedback and if it's not feedback that I want to hear I think it's just really learning from it and that's what I have been doing so yeah so but yeah thanks for everyone who I gave that's given me feedback whether it's um something i want to hear or not it's just that (laughs) i I have actually i have actually learned from them as well but some things that hasn't been that great is i think i spoke about it in previous podcasts before when uh, i spoke about the brian wong story and when i spoke about it publicly on my instagram page and then i had quite a lot of david wanning fans slamming my dms and then some of them some of the stuff that they were saying was just really oh, no. horrible and racist and stuff and I remember like it just really it, it it made me it made me self-doubt myself it made me feel very am I doing the right thing maybe I should have stayed silent about it so for maybe like a good like week or something it, it really just dented my confidence and I remember I spoke to my mum about it and then I just cried and I never cried mm-hmm. to my mum but mm-hmm. but I have started my mum, a, t- a totally different subject, but uh, like she has started listening to my shows and I've bonded a bit more as well because she's Aww. she's learnt more about me. So I have been able to have more open conversation and a, r- a more open relationship with my mum. But, but yeah, the David Williams thing, there was a point where I was just, nah, I've done the wrong thing. I shouldn't have said that. And then these keyboard warriors giving me really toxic messages and lots of racist messages. I got... Some of them told me to go and eat a bat. Some of them told me to go back to China. Mm. And then, and I don't know about you, but whenever I hear these comments, automatically I think about my childhood. Yeah. I I think about, I don't think about how I can move on. I just think about my days in the chippy and how it just really, how it really affected me. And I think it's just accepting that me doing these shows, I, I will get those kind of criticisms, but it's just learning how to deal with them, which is quite hard. Yeah, um, but
0: also with those, like, awful comments as well. I mean, you'll know this, but, like, it speaks so much more about their character and their ignorance, you know, yeah, than, like, you directly, definitely. personally as well. I think you're absolutely wonderful. Oh <laughs> I think you're wonderful too, Shu and it's so lovely as well that um you're able to
1: bond with your mum as well hi auntie hello auntie, <laughs> auntie. she oh my mum loves you by the way she thinks your Cantonese is so perfect La. <laughs> <laughs> gorgeous, I, gorgeous. Why choking <laughs> my mum my was wow. asking me my mum was asking whether um you lived in Hong Kong or anything and I went oh, oh you went to Chinese school she goes oh Home Chinese school at? I'm like yeah <laughs> she went to Chinese
0: school did you do GCSE Chinese? GCSE in Chinese yeah yeah, yeah. my, my uh, parents are so strict as well I like, would write essays and things so yeah really really strict on us um going every single week and like only speaking at school but yeah I'm still trying to learn speak a bit better now just keep I think I love it that when we all speak
1: together in Cantonese yeah do you can you read and write cantonese chinese i used to
0: be able to write it really well but not so much anymore but i can read it i would say like a good like 60 70 percent
1: oh so lucky that's so good we can do it together we can do it together I always yeah. find that when
0: um, you watch this, there's, there's a bunch of old TVB dramas, like Chinese dramas, uploaded on YouTube now, and they still have all the subtitles, and that is how I would learn things, like just to listen to it and like read it against the subtitles.
1: Yeah. What's that show? Oh, There's a show that always used to be on TVB, and it's, it's like a sitcom based on family, and it's... Dunting. How about Ah: Dunting, yeah. yeah, and it's like 20 minutes. Is it uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sing you the theme tune because I know you okay, can say the theme tune. I'm gonna shine <coughs> my. Hold <coughs> on. <coughs> okay, it's um <coughs> hold on. But it's not um Wei Gao La Tay Sing Is that something? I this one. No. No, it's not. Does so- I think it is? Is it it's hang like it. hang on day, do 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 base i'm gay what is that do, 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 do. It's a, i don't know is that drama it's a drama yeah yeah, yeah. but do, i can't do, do, i can't remember do, do, do. the cast but i remember it used to be on all the time and i remember when we went to hong kong my family then it was just on religiously and because at the at the time when we were kids my mum used to get it off um of a kiss of a, a uh, video cassette yeah. Well, in Hong Kong, it's just like on, on TV, like constantly. Can you sing your next, uh, for season two, can you do
0: like a, your own Cantonese jingle? Oh, I don't even know that how to do very... that. I'll harmonise um, with you. By balancing. Do you know any um, gap howling? Oh, howling. We, were just, we were saying this the the day of fear, actually, because I said I did them last time as a reel. Getting like the one from like Shum Do you know the oh, this was the one I did?
1: quay, Shoot, that is my Chinese party trick. I know off by heart. My dad Do it, come me. on. Okay. <coughs> okay. One yuan buy a chicken, seven buy a You say love that you even added the hand gestures. <laughs> I love, I love, I love character. it. character. My dad, he he taught me that because he had seen on TV, probably T V B, but there was a CBC, Canadian-born Chinese, and she did it. Whenever I speak to any any Chinese auntie and uncle, I, I just do it. And then they just go, wow, you know, it's just I don't know, it's quite they get really impressed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one though, because it is actually so difficult, like all the different
0: tones like yeah. how these tones are oh, so difficult there's nine tones isn't there and like a slight difference in intonation just completely changes the meaning
1: changes the topic yeah definitely <laughs> i loved it i think you smashed it oh thank you thank you so much you've been horrified I just want to say thank you so much for just, um, coming on, for taking over Chinese Chiffy Girl and coming on the show. This has been so good. And for people listening, the plan was I was going to do this in person with a shoe and I was going to go to the studio and I bought two mics and I spent three evenings, three evenings just trialing doing just doing a recording because every show that I've done I've always done it through zoom I've never done a show with someone you know in person in the same room I get really uh tense when it comes to technology so I thought you know what I just want to like keep trying keep practicing everything and then on the morning of when I was meant to go around to shoes I got I got pinged by the NHS app and I've got to start isolating When I heard your voice
0: at the start, I was thinking, like, "Oh, probably just the go through timings tonight." And then when I heard you got pinged, I was like, "No, oh, no,
1: I, I know, yeah." We can do that another time, though. That's we'll do it. Up. Yeah, we'll do it another time. And yeah, and I also kind of had plans for my actual actual one year anniversary on Sunday. I was going to, I was going to go to this little festival uh, in Three Mills near where I live it's like a lot of music festival and it's daytime it's family friendly I was going to take Sadie and yeah and I was thinking of maybe going to dim sum first and then coming back and go to the festival but yeah well I've got to self-isolate until like Thursday next week you you can have that as a belated a belated celebration yeah definitely definitely do and hopefully the
0: weather will be so much nicer as well so the sky is crying in your
1: absence I've really, I've really enjoyed this. I've never had anyone interview me on my show I know, it was before. so nice <laughs> to interview you Even We'll have to do it again in, in person. Yeah, definitely. Um, just to wrap things up, it's been such an incredible year. I've been so, I've just been really thankful for people that have listened to the show. People who have messaged me to say, oh, I really like this show. I really connect with your story. And even people that, Messaged me when I had my little break saying, Oh, when are you coming back? I went, Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah. <laughs> and people that leave me review as well, I'm like, Oh, you absolute babes. Thank you so much. It's been so good. And just, and all the guests that have come on the show as well, thank you so, so much. It's been, it's been incredible. And I've just, I've really 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 enjoyed it. Really enjoyed doing the podcast. I get such a buzz out of it, such a buzz. And there have been moments where I get quite stressed out on editing because I'm not the world's best tech person. But even in those really like stressful moments, I I just enjoy it and I'm just going to keep continuing to record the show to keep putting it out there keep speaking to people getting people to share their stories as well I think it's really important and uh, to connect with other people and just love it just yeah. absolutely love it and hopefully one day the next generation like Sadie and Moi Roy, Roy they can they can listen to this as well and they can you know learn from it. because in all honesty I reckon if I was growing up and I listened and I saw content like your shoe or listen to these kind of shows like podcasts yellow Bee pod crazy brit asia bc oh there's so many more as well I would have felt more supported if I was younger um, because obviously there was no podcasting back then or anything like that but but yeah so hopefully if I could if this if these shows help support people from like-minded backgrounds then then it's just it's it's worth doing definitely so I definitely think you've been
0: doing that you have been you know the way you've resonated with people and the way you just make people feel so much more yeah understood and heard and be able to see themselves represented back with you and the story to tell I think that's such a special special thing you should be so so proud of yourself
1: oh thank you no I am I am proud of myself I am and uh, there's not been many moments where I have felt proud of myself but with Chinese Chippy Girl I have felt really proud of myself I'm just gonna say it yay. I am proud of myself I'm yay. proud of myself yay my uh, best friend Hannah follows
0: you as well she always loves your posts really i to uh, be hyped yeah to, to be Aww. like cast she's gonna be like what oh so she's always learned so much from you and you know I think she reposted things quite a lot and um, a few months ago as well so she's gonna be so hyped
1: Hello, Hannah. Hello. um but listen she i'm not gonna you know keep it too long but just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and interview me oh i could goodness. not have thought of a of a better person to do it and i'm so glad you said yes because i i don't know what i would have done i just have to do a solo show oh my
0: goodness no like when i got the message i was like i feel so honored that like of oh, all really? him, oh you even asked you know, think to ask me i was like oh my goodness of course like Aww. So special to celebrate this with you. So thank you so much. Do you want to do a plug for yourself? Yeah. If you want to check out anything that I do, I make YouTube videos about food, travel, and London lifestyle. Essentially just videos of me just eating a lot on camera, to be <laughs> honest with um, you. you can find me on youtube.com forward slash Deja Shu D-E-J-A-S-H-U. And it's the same on Instagram but with an extra U at the end because there's another account that's uh hasn't been active since 2014 selling shoes that has the same username
1: oh that's so them. annoying so,
0: i like, literally for the past seven years i've messaged them
1: but they're inactive so oh, it is what it is. yeah i mean um <laughs> and yes definitely everyone follows you because your content is absolutely amazing all your all your travel stories as well all your food stories oh it just makes me want to just just be where you are. Such an amazing oh, life that you have. So, thank you so much. I'm yeah. so
0: grateful. Like it's just such a pintry moment, like every single day.
1: But thank you. Thank you so thank much you. for having me on as a guest and the interviewer today. Thank you for taking over. It's been so good. And listen, I will let you go for definite now. And I hope you have a good evening. Have you eaten yet, by the way? No, okay. I haven't. Yeah. yeah, but I'm
0: still not super hungry. So I think I'm just gonna have some noodles now. Sorry, I could have said right. <laughs>
1: Anyway, listen. I'll let you go. Thank you so much, Shu. All right, my love. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye, bye. I'm gonna go now. Bye, bye. Okay, bye. Oh Shu, you are such a diamond thank you so much for joining me on my one year podiversary and to everyone that's listening, you are about to come to the end of the show and I just want to take a little bit of time out and just say thank you so much for listening and for those of you that have supported me since the start, thank you so much, your support means so much to me. For those of you who don't know, I do have an Instagram page if you want to check it out, it's uh, Chinese Chippy Girl or if you don't have Instagram but you want to say hello or whatever, (laughs) you can email me on chinesechipgirl at gmail.com thank you so much for listening guys take care see you soon bye